There are things in the online world that just have to be dealt with. One of them is trolls. Now, I want to be clear, the type of trolls you get when you're talking about PR aren't the same or as bad as the type of trolls you'll get when you're talking about politics, but they can still be pretty awful. A few months ago, our content team recommended I do more video, especially in our Facebook advertising. They're not wrong. I just have a hard time doing video. I prefer to write, but I took their advice and put my big girl pants on and created some Facebook video ads. And then the trolls came out. One guy said he couldn't take me seriously because of the contractor-grade lighting fixture in the background, the one my dad gave me as a wedding gift. Another guy said he didn't like my tube TV armoire, the one that holds my china because I live in the middle of Chicago and don't have cabinet space. I'm not going to pretend I felt great about it. I didn't. It hurt my feelings. Here I'd put myself out there on video and this is what people are commenting on? Ah! But what happened next was pretty wonderful. Stick around to the end of this episode and you'll find out one of the unexpected benefits of a real community. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back to Spin Sucks, everyone. Today, we're talking about online communities, why they matter, and how to build one. First, what is an online community? It's people who know you or your brand or both, like you or your brand or both, and engage with you. And this is the most important part, engage with one another. Much of your content marketing works to get people more familiar and comfortable with your brand values and messaging, but community building takes this a step further and allows your fans and followers to get to know and support one another. Not only will they be participating in an environment you create, which is great for reputation and sales, but they'll talk about you to other people who may not be familiar with you yet, evangelize for your products and services. I like to call them my outsourced sales team, for lack of a better term. Community members are the MVPs of your audience. They've taken the time and energy to create content, get involved, and make their voices heard. They're the best of the best. And when you have a good group of them, they provide many benefits. So how do you get one of those elusive communities? Unfortunately, you can't wave your magic wand, open a Facebook group, and expect the community to happen. It takes time, a lot of elbow grease, a lot of it has to be organic, and everyone involved has to really want to be there. The first step in building an online community is creating enough mutual caring and respect with your audience to support it. Lots of people ask us for our Spinsucks community secret sauce, and I'll tell you what it is. Time. I know, I know, that's a terrible answer, but it's true. We've been building, engaging with, and building trust for our community for, gosh, 10 years, 10 years, 10 years. Holy smokes, I think it's been 10 years. I think it was 2009. First on the blog, then on Facebook, and then two years ago, we moved to Slack. We found people wanted to continue to have conversations, but they wanted to do it in a less public way. That's why we created specific channels on Slack for it. It did take a little prodding at first, but now we're at 2009 engagement levels again. If you're going about creating a community a little more intentionally, there are some specific things that will help you get started. 
The first is just to start asking for engagement on the social networks where you're active now. If you're on Twitter or Facebook, ask questions and, you know, actually respond to the answers. If you get comments on your blog, respond to them. And this is a Mark Schaefer trick. You can even send personal thank you notes to folks who contribute to your content. Demonstrate through your actions and responses how much you value and appreciate people taking the time to tell you their thoughts. If you notice that you have a frequent engagement or two, look into them. Do they have a blog or a business? Promote it. Treat your fans how you would want them to treat you. Read and engage with their work. Connect them to people and resources who can help them grow. Share, comment, engage. Sure, it's not scalable, but it works as you're starting out. People spend time with your content. They want to know that they've been heard and appreciated. You set the tone for how your community will be by acting like the community you want and making it easy for people to do the same. Do it enough times with enough people and it does start to snowball. Then they'll be ready for something more. When you have the people who are ready for a more permanent place to engage, you do need to create it for them. Options for online communities abound. You have Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, Slack channels, membership forums, Mighty Networks. There's no shortage, but you do need to choose one, one of them to be your community headquarters. In a community headquarters, your members will know you're likely to be there, hanging out with them, answering questions, and making information available. What's important to consider, however, is just how much work someone is willing to put into a community. The more invested they are in engaging with you and with one another, the more they'll work to get used to a new platform. For example, it would be a lot easier, a lot easier to get people into a Facebook group than a Mighty Networks community because most people already spend their time on Facebook and know how it works, right? But a community on Mark Zuckerberg's platform will always belong to Mark Zuckerberg. I'll get into more detail about the pros and cons of different platforms in a couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that. And now you have a great reason to subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Outside of your community headquarters, you need to make sure it's easy for community members to find one another on the outside. They should be able to comment on blog posts, engage on social media pages, and hear from you via email. The different platforms work together to create little circles on the internet where people who know and like each other are able to meet and chat about their area of interest, all curated and provided for by you. It can become an extremely powerful ecosystem, and I bet you're starting to really understand how important consistent brand voice is, right? So what was having a community done for me personally? Well, when I was sitting in front of my computer writing and rewriting responses to the guys who didn't like my furniture or light fixtures, the community came to my rescue. It was a smorgasbord of incredibly nice comments about what we offer the industry, the value we provide agency owners, and everything we do to give back. I didn't have to lift a finger, and I will always be grateful. I don't have anything to top those warm, fuzzy feelings for today, so I'm going to invite you to join the best community on the internet <clears throat> at spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. See you there. Next week, we're going to talk about another concept our grandparents couldn't have imagined, virtual organizations. I'll see you then. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 